Hey everyone, welcome back to Chit Chat and Chai. How's everyone doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Mala? No, all good, all good. Just getting settled back in. Son was visiting, so he left. Otherwise, just busy at work. Well, you guys, we have some big news, you know that. We've hit 20,000 listeners. Pat on the back for all of us. So what I was thinking is with the 20,000 downloads that we've had, wouldn't it be fun to go down memory lane and just go through some of our episodes and talk about um, things that have happened since or, you know, just kind of relive some of the episodes. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's see. Um, Any one particular one sticks out in your mind first, RC? I got a funny one. So episode 11 was matchmaking. Ema auntie's coming out with season three, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we definitely talked about Seema auntie and matchmaking on that episode. And that was was a lot of fun, actually. had a lot of fun doing that one. We were at um, a fundraiser and we met somebody talking to us about Chit Chat and Jai. And happy birthday to Dr. Marva, Marva from our Independence Day episode. We that just learned me. that he turned 97 years old. Happy yeah. birthday to him at the age of 97. He was so sharp, remembered so much. It was amazing. We had a great time visiting with him. So my music teacher, uh, Sankat Sir, had joined us and we talked about music. And that was a fun episode. You can learn music at any age. Yeah, no, that was fun. And then he sang so many of our favorite songs. He's such a jovial person, very lively. Yes. Another one I can talk about is taking care of parents. So my mother-in-law is turning 90 this year. And so my sister-in-laws are are all here and we're thinking of having a get together it's just so nice that the second generation you know gets to spend time with my mother-in-law talking about old times and going down memory lane helps with her dementia you know mm-hmm. thinking of small little things talking about it and reliving it helps her so and since we're talking about kavita her father did pass away about two weeks ago from this episode you know we send out our condolences and our love to her and her family and then we had to liven things up a little bit, we had our marriage episode. It's time for me to pick on you girls because okay. we all made some, not promises, promises is strong. Um, changes we would we like all, to. We all said we would make some changes. Mm-hmm. So let's start with Ritu first. If you can't remember, <laughs> I will remind you what they are. <laughs> Mala has a memory. <laughs> I know, I know, right? And um, be on the spot. Well, I did talk about spicing up the sex life. Well, the chapter's still closed because the library has not opened yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for the book from Amazon, even? <laughs> Kama Sutra. Okay. Library's closed. It's a, it's a very short story, yeah. <laughs> the book has got to arrive first before the page can be flipped. Okay. How about you, RC? I think... Uh, Mala's memory told me that it was learning bridge. Yes. So no, haven't started that yet. (laughs) I don't think I'm being able to. (laughs) Well, but you have a good reason. We're going to come to why you haven't had a chance to do your bridge yet. We'll talk about RC. Um, Mine was, and I actually think I personally feel I've done better, was to be nicer to my husband. I think that's what I said, right? Like not to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not a hundred percent, but he <laughs> just got um, diagnosed with diabetes and stuff. So um, just been really supportive of him and he's actually done really well too. So 
yeah, I think I did. I'm doing really well, I think. Oh, I that's good. Kids. I have to ask the kids, like, is that what you see from mom? Do you see a nice new um, change, positive outlook? Well, one out of three is not bad. So no, three, we'll take it. One of them, one of us stuck to. Yeah, no, it takes everything in me sometimes not to say what I want to say. <laughs> well, what about what one last one travel enjoying travel bringing travel into your life any plans oh i was gonna say um yeah actually this year i'm really really excited um so i'll just share a secret like uh, we have two milestone birthdays this year rc's just finished hers and then mine's coming up so a lot of small trips and a big one hopefully yeah i'm looking forward to my travel this year how about you, Ritu? I do not have plans in the foreseeable future as like a big travel thing, but I do have a couple of um, family events that uh, do need to attend. So that will be traveling to Florida for a wedding and probably driving, uh, traveling to New Jersey for another family event. So those are little trips, but towards the end of the year, we're hoping we can do a, a trip with our daughters because we haven't done that in quite some time. So what about you, RC? I also have small little trips here and there, maybe visiting the little one in Seattle, maybe coming to LA, maybe um, another trip in September. Small, small trips, but we'll take it. Speaking of milestone birthdays, RC, how was your milestone birthday? Should we dare say the year? Yeah, go ahead. I am proud to say it. What do we call the group 50 after 50? Loved it. Oh my God. It was so cute. But I am so happy. To me, it's just a number. I don't feel any different. Love the fact that I'm mentally feeling a lot more independent, a lot more stronger and freer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that comes with the number, but I, that's the change I feel. It was a great weekend. A um, lot of family here. Um, my daughter and son-in-law were able to surprise me, which usually nothing gets past me. I know how to sniff and, you know, <laughs> and look for the little clues. But this time, I guess, since there was a lot of other family nieces and nephews and sister-in-laws were here, I wasn't able to probe as much. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Lost my voice. Back-to-back -back activities. Took a day trip. And, you know, just spending time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was fun. Yeah, and um, one of the things I have been thinking, and I think I said on the last episode, is that, you know, I instead of getting gifts or giving gifts, I wanted to, you know, sp spread this message that let's do more seva. Let's do more um, charity work. So I was talking to the family about that, you know, let's help people. Yeah. That's, that's just a lovely sentiment because at this point in our lives, right, we kind of have more of everything we need. I thought taking care of the mother-in-law was a bit of seva, but that do more. It starts at home. <laughs> yes, charity does start at home, yeah. Enjoy every day, which is, you know, everybody knows it's nothing new. The old me, be confident. That's one thing I've learned. So this year, actually, we've, so we just celebrated RC's 50th birthday milestone. And we have another one coming up this year too. That's going to be Mala's. Yay. And Mala's going to be, yeah, she's the young and beautiful 60. Se sexy, I like 60. that. Can sexy. Sexy, sexy. Okay, yes. I oh, like sexy. sexy. Sexy, I like that. Yeah, so nifty yeah. at 50 and sexy at 60. <laughs> this is a great trend. <laughs> You know, you're so right. Like after 50, I think it's okay for us to say it's okay to think about us first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't get to do that earlier. So that's the message I think I learned from my 50s. Like you said earlier, RC, it's just like you come to a point in your life, and I think it's usually around 50-ish, when you just say, 
I don't really give a shit anymore about what people think of me. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with that. What what do people think of me? Then you're just like, nah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. All the drama, the negative stuff, you just weed it all out and life can be so, it's just so strange. It can be so beautiful. Yeah. Yes. We can always keep learning from our youth. And um, this episode, we actually did have a chance to learn of what some of the youth at Sahara are doing. Just to recap a little, a few episodes back, we did uh, an episode on Sahara for um, abuse, domestic abuse for women. And then we learned through that in, um, interview that they also have a youth group that helps the children that have been affected by, by the events in their lives. So we got to talk to Kea Kupa. Um, so let's listen to what she has to say about what they do with the youth organization for Sahara. Hi, Kea. Welcome to Chit Chat and Chai. Hi, it's an honor to be here. And thank you so much for letting us represent Sahara youth as well as Sahara. So like you said, my name is Kea Gupta. I am currently a freshman in UC San Diego. I founded an organization called Sahara Youth Organization about two to three years ago, which is a subsection of an organization from Sahara, which is the South Asian Helpline and Referral Agency. And the Sahara Youth is basically a platform for um, young adults to speak up for what they believe, especially on the topics of mental health and sexual assault, um, seeing that they're like the biggest topics that our demographic faces. Basically just giving them a platform of advocacy, create their own ideas about it and share them and spread awareness about this topic, especially in our community, seeing that it's kind of pushed to a side. So it's honestly a very open to all type of platform that's just here to help people speak their minds. So that's a little bit about the organization. And for me, I have always been extremely passionate about topics like these and helping people from like a very young age. And I just feel so honored that Sahara let me, you know, fulfill my passions of creating this organization. So what are you studying in college? I'm a political science major. Hopefully future lawyer, maybe president. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that. I like that. Yes. Why not? How many volunteers do you have in your organization right now helping you? While it took a really long time, honestly, to gauge, um, like receiving volunteers or getting people to be part of this, I would say that like we went from probably three to four volunteers all the way to 70 volunteers in just the span of like two years. And they range from literally the age groups of like 13 to 18, 19. So it's a super cool age group where 13 year olds are learning from the 19 year olds about like college and life and like these really cool things. And then you're also learning like how 13 year olds are living nowadays and what issues they're going through, you know, like a lot of abuse and cyberbullying has been going on. You know, you just like learn so much about these different age groups together. Like we've been able to not only talk to guest speakers and stuff, but also like learn amongst ourselves, like do our own type of networking. Yeah. When did you guys start this uh, youth group? Basically I was an intern for Sahara for for my sophomore year of high school, I would say. I would say that it started in the making of it like about three years ago, and then it kind of got established about like two years ago and it's still running. I am currently not the president anymore, but the current president, she's doing great. They're still running strong. So if I'm understanding right, so, um, the Sahara youth is not just 
domestic violence, but it encompasses any type of violence, sexual, mental issues. 100%. So exactly like you mentioned, Sahara itself does a lot of focusing on domestic violence because they have the resources, like the therapists and stuff and the financial like support to do that. But in our demographic, like the demographic of 13 to 19 year olds, the biggest issues we see are like suicides based off of mental health and anxiety and stuff like that, as well as like a lot of like sexual assault, right? Some kind of verbal or physical or emotional abuse that happens in that situation. When we wanted to create this organization, we were like, what can we focus on to give people our age that platform to really talk about what matters to them? Like we are in full support of people who have gone through domestic violence or elderly abuse or acid abuse, like all these things. We're well aware of these and we continue to spread knowledge about that. But for us, what's really important is to really, really bug people about sexual assault and mental health because that's what kind of we're going through the most right now. You know, speaking off of like personal like experience, like I have like situational anxiety and I've been dealing with my struggles and battles of anxiety since I was probably like 10. And it was always, oh, put that at the back of your head, Kaya. That's stupid. That's nothing. Like you're just weak and you just can't handle like a little bit of like hard work kind of thing, you know? And it sucked. But then I think with the exposure that I got with Sahara and like my mom being like, listen, you're allowed to feel not okay you know I think that feeling kind of sunk in and it made me feel like I'm allowed to feel like mental health issues are actual issues I'm allowed to feel that if I think someone treated me wrong it's wrong those topics really do resonate with kids our age how do you get kids to feel comfortable talking to you Honestly, I'm not going to lie. It's it's not the easiest thing, especially, you know, like culturally kids our age are kind of sheltered. You know, they're not really told about these kind of things or their parents are trying to just hide them from this like cruel world we live in. Letting them know that there is a platform out there if they do want to talk about something. I'm not saying that I'm like overly qualified for you to tell me all your issues and for me to sit down with you and try to therapize you. But I'm always here to listen because I can relate to you. I've dealt with the mental health issues. I've dealt with a sexual assault. Like we've all gone through this. So it's just letting people know that you're not alone and we're here if you want our help. Showing them the support, showing them the love, like unconditional love and support for being who they are, you know, with all their past trauma and stuff, just showing them that they have a future and they have the ability to share if they want to. So basically they can call you. Is that how it works? If it's kids who need help, what we would do or what I would do is immediately direct them to Sahara itself, use their actual therapists or like their DV training people, like just employees of Sahara type of thing who are like actually trained. But our main focus is usually just like interviewing people from the clientele list, like all the people who willing to share their story, right? We'll interview people from them and then mass spread it so that uh, more people can know about these topics. Honestly, not a lot of people come to us if they need like help in that sort of way. I think that it's like well aware that we're just here to spread awareness and to like venture out and get more youth to be involved in topics like these. Do you share any um, situations that you have maybe come across? Um, obviously not naming names or anything. What kind of situations are kids coming up with? Yeah, that's a really great question because like I told you guys, the age groups are quite vast. So you see like a range of different abuses and stuff that's going on. So like with the younger teens, nowadays you see a lot, like I mentioned, cyberbullying, cyber abuse, ill-consented photos being sent um, through via the internet and stuff. And that's like a really big deal. And it's so sad. I know people who like received photos of like genitalia when they never asked for it, never 
wanted it, nothing. They just like received it. It's so wrong, kind of alarming. It sucks, but that's something that's really like relevant and new that's coming up. And then I would also say that a lot of like teen dating violence, very toxic relationships being like normalized. Teenage girls are like, oh, we love like the toxic bad boys, like that kind of thing being so normalized just because it's portrayed in movies as like, oh, this is a bad guy. He's so hot when he's actually just so toxic. It's just sucks. So like that's how it's being portrayed. So those are some situations, but even kind of like on the other side of that, what I was going to say, like situation wise that like Sahara has done, like to mitigate issues like that, we like really try to do a lot of interviews with sexual assault survivors or rape survivors or mental health professionals. Again, just spread awareness, throw the message out there. And then we do a lot of self-defense workshops and like networking events where you can like meet people and get more volunteers, integrate people into society kind of thing. Are most of your guest speakers, are they South Asian? Yeah, a lot of times they are. They're either South Asian or some type of minority, uh, which is so cool. It just shows how far we've come, you know? Like the way that you women are so like willing to hear about topics like these and just advocate for them as well. Like it's just so fun to see how far we've gotten. It like makes me so excited <laughs> because it's just like, there's such a great future, you know, of women and people who are so passionate about like making a change. Yeah, we've had some really cool guest speakers. And also like we've had like people in, in our Sahara database, been part of shelters, people who've been working with Sahara, just people with such amazing knowledge to share, you know, such pleasure meet with these people and learn about their lives. They have led such interesting lives, you know, and they deserve everything and more. What is the biggest challenge? Is it parents allowing their kids to speak their minds? Is it parents not admitting that there's a problem or is it just kids themselves scared to speak up? You kind of hit it on the nose. I would actually say it's like all the above. Specifically for like South Asian families, the biggest issue is outdated conservative thoughts type of thing like that mentality no matter far in the past it seems is still so relevant in like tiny little like aspects i would say like a lot of like rooted misogyny kind of like systemic like sexism and stuff like that which is just very integrated into our culture that we don't even realize it sometimes but mental awareness, talking about that, Kaya, I mean, there's still that stigma if there is something in the family, some kid having, you know, some mental anxiety or it's always a hush-hush. Yeah, it's not giving any awareness about it, you know? It's, it sucks how many people have, like, rooted mental health issues and they have to suppress it just because their family is embarrassed of, like, what people are going to think about it or how is it going to bode well in society and what if they think, you know, you're crazy or you're weird or stuff like that. You know, and sometimes they don't get the right treatment because of that. Exactly. Besides counseling, what other types of treatments are available? People that have issues, be it domestic violence or cyberbullying or like, you know, what else can be done? That's such a good question because a lot of times it's really hard for people to like get counseling or get like mental health or help right away. But I think that like it kind of starts with everyone being able to have that one person in their life to like genuinely share anything they can to. For me, like, I would say that's like my mom. Like, if I have any issues, no matter what it is, I know that I can go running to my mom and be like, mom, I had a terrible day. 
my anxiety is on like a high rise and it's just like I can't so having supportive like unconditionally supportive people in your life is so important it could be a friend it could be a teacher it could be a parent anyone that you genuinely trust if you feel like you want to get professional help do not shy away from it organizations like Sahara can provide that for free you're not even paying the fee that would be like so much for a therapist or for medication like you can go through phenomenal organizations that can help you get the help that you deserve hotline services as well there's 24 hours 7 hotline services if you ever feel like suicidal or you have a really bad home situation you can always call up and they will actual like solutions on what to do or they'll like help you if you just want someone to talk to or anything honestly use the resources that you that are available right now completely use them Personal question, Kaya. In college, I know you're busy with school and everything. Do you help around college? Do you do anything in your college life to oh, continue totally. this work? 100%. Um, I am a intern at the uh, Women's Center in our college, a really well-established center where we get to like, you get to create projects and like um, advocacy on like through social media and like talk about different issues and stuff. I think that it's like so cool because I'm finding people who are also passionate about the same thing but are like my age or older than me and someone somewhere will be like oh I'm also a poli-sci major but I'm a third year and I take in these classes and I'm also an intern at the sexual assault and like mental health institution like there's so many different types of people who want to help it's just like it's been such a treat I would say that I haven't gotten a lot of my foot through the door yet I'm still kind of just soaking up college's freshman year right now and I'm excited for the future of wanting to help like I genuinely want to be a fan family lawyer and help with cases of domestic violence and sexual assault and child abuse and stuff like these. I'm here long haul. I'm, I really do need to give it to like my mom and all these women in Sahara that have been so influential in my life. They make me feel like I'm doing the right thing. And when a person's telling you you're doing the right thing, then you never want to stop. Love her passion. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so energized. <laughs> Great. It's so yeah. nice to see the, you know, the energy that you have for something that's so important and empowering other girls your age. So yeah. it's that's always the dream. If I'm an extreme, you know, then someone will meet me somewhere in the middle, you know? So that's my, that's my thinking. I'm just going to be a hundred percent all the time. And then they got to meet me somewhere in the middle to sum up everything and all. I would say that genuinely don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe in, you know, to like actually fight for your right. I know the world is scary and I know that there's always going to be people who are against you, but just don't fear being yourself and just standing up for what you believe in. And also on the other side, like don't fear asking for help, you know, reaching out and asking for help. You have so much to learn, but you also have so much to give. It's so true. I think we found our voices late in life, but once we found our voices, there's no going back, right girls? No going back. No going back. You guys are unstoppable now. <laughs> that was a great message for the next generation to definitely hear. Thank you so much. And no, yeah, how it's going. We'd always like to hear, you know, keep us updated. When you're uh, ready to run for president, let us yes. know your campaign. <laughs> We're there with you. <laughs> yeah, vote for me, okay? Of course. Absolutely, yes. 2056 or something. <laughs> if we're still around, no, we're we'll in, in our wheelchairs. wheelchairs. In our wheelchairs. Yeah. But we can still vote.
my God, that is so amazing what you've done and what you are still continuing to do. You are just such an energy ball, so excited, so in love with what you do. And it's so nice to see that in the next generation. Good luck to you in pursuing your passion of moving this forward. No, it's so nice to see these young girls doing what we learned to do at a later age in life. So Absolutely. there's a lot of hope for everyone if right. you continue in this direction. Just a reminder, we have a fundraiser on May 21st. Please come and meet us in person. We would love to, you know, shake your hand and get to know you. Most of the money for Chit Chat and Chai goes to the editing, putting it on different platforms. And it's going to be a fun afternoon. We have a comedian. We have uh, music. We're going to have lots of good food. It'll be a lot of fun. Please remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us any suggestions for other topics and episodes please just reach out to us. Until next time. Till we meet again, remember life is not short. Life is unpredictable. So always, always strive to stay happy. And add a little spice to your life. And join us again for a little chit chat and chat.